Joining us this morning is this gentleman. Name. John Popham. Location. Huddersfield. Expertise. New technologies. If you've got a question for John, 0800 389 you can text 81333, start that message with the word leads, or email richardstead at bbc.co.uk. The Professionals on BBC Radio Leeds. John, good morning. Good morning, Richard. Let's get straight in with a question, if we may, and it came in quite early from Paul in Huddersfield. He says, Rich, could you please ask John, why do DVDs have different regions? Region 2 for the UK, and in the United States they have Region 1, and not like a Region 0, then you can play all DVDs on all DVD players. How are you on DVD regions? Um, not brilliant because I think DVDs are sort of um, a thing of the past in many respects but um, this is all due to copyright reasons they they release different versions of the films in different areas um, and so the the DVDs are all encoded so that you can only play uh, the, the film that's meant for your region in your region so that's why I mean they there are actually six different regions around the world and they they produce different versions of them for those regions so this is sort of pre-streaming when something might be released in the States for example a couple of months before it was available over here and they didn't want people to be able to to, to spoil it and and sort of spoil the release date yeah effectively that's the kind of reasons that they do, they do that for yeah let's talk about mobile phones john because people might be surprised to hear according to the newspapers sales are down the days when people camped outside stores to get their hands on the latest smartphone may well be numbered apparently and this was at a big uh, conference in Barcelona, Mobile World. Um, figures released by the big operators, Samsung, profits down 60% year on year. Apple have slashed its iPhone sales forecast, blaming a slowdown, particularly in China. Are we falling out of love with mobile phones, John Popham? No, I don't think we are. I just think we're changing the way we approach them. Uh, and I think part of this is down to the manufacturers. I mean, I've, I've certainly found in recent years is they don't quite um, get obsolete in, as quickly as they used to. Um, the, I mean, I'm using a mobile phone that's about three years old, and it still runs everything very smoothly. Um, whereas in the past, after about two years, you'd find it slowed down and became unusable. So... I think the manufacturers have made them to last longer. I think people have um, people have been a bit more canny. I think um, you know things like the rec recessions that we've been having have uh, obviously played a part in that as well. Is that people can't afford to buy them anymore. Um, and I think you know I don't know. I and mean, I think uh, it's probably the mobile phone has lost its luster in uh, as being something that somebody wants to chase a new version of all the time. I think we we treat them as a bit of a utility. If we need a new one, we'll get one. But um, we'll try and hang on to the one that we've got as long as possible now, I think. Karen, this is also on the subject of mobile phones, says, Good morning, gentlemen. I'm mobile phone shopping at the moment. And in the shop yesterday, I was told that a prospective purchase is 5G ready. Um, does this mean that 5G is indeed on the way? Uh, well, yes, it does. I mean, 5G is the next um, iteration of the mobile phone network. We're supposed to be um, really, really fast speeds. Um, you can get on the internet on your mobile phone. Um, I think it will be coming to Britain probably towards the end of this year, 2019. Um, uh, uh, you know, and, and probably if you are buying a new mobile phone, you ought to try and find one that is 5G ready. Not all of them will be. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not too far away, but it's not here yet. Layla uh, says, I have a question for your expert. Uh, Layla has a long bungalow. 
And she says, how do I improve the Wi-Fi signal in my long bungalow? Um, well, there's a number of different things you can do. Um, one is you can get something that's called a Wi-Fi repeater, uh, which you just plug into the mains and will rebroadcast your Wi-Fi signal. Um, you can also get these things which are known as home plugs, which um, again, you, you plug it into the mains, but what, what that does is it actually transmits the signal around electric wiring in your home. Um, those are the two main ways of increasing your signal. Um, a lot of them, and I have this problem at home. Um, the signal doesn't reach every room, um, and you know those are the kind of things. A Wi-Fi repeater or a home plug device. Those are the kind of things that uh, will rebroadcast your signal around the around the house. Let's talk about something from the newspapers, John, and I think this is maybe the side of tech that sends shudders down people's spines if they're a little bit of what might be called a, a technophobe. NatWest have launched the UK's first biometric debit card where customers will be able to use their fingerprints to verify transactions above the 30 quid contactless limit, increasing security, they say, and making it easier to pay for goods or services at the tills as no pin is required. I know many people will have seen this because it's had quite a bit of attention in the newspapers with several papers comparing it as a threat to Apple Pay and, and Google Pay. Are we seeing an advance in these types of payment systems, John? Are, are more and more people in your experience using Apple Pay, Google Pay and the like as opposed to a, a contactless card or, or, heaven forbid, cold hard cash? Well, yeah, I think they are. I mean... Uh, increasingly i mean so for those who don't know apple pay and google pay are basically ways that you use your mobile phone as a debit card and you use the um the fingerprint reader on your card um to 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 validate the transaction um what natwest have done is they've put a little chip on your card that actually reads your finger fingerprint on the actual debit card so they've taken it away from the phone now, a lot of people won't use those kind of google pay apple pay type things because they're worried about getting a phone getting stolen and possibly opening up their banking details to, to the world so you know may, maybe for those kind of people it might be better to have it on the card in your pocket rather than on your actual phone but yeah, this is the future it's, 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 it's becoming more and more common David Hudson very formally says dear Richard which is very nice how can you print from a phone uh, well, you, yeah, you can. I mean, um, you, you need to have a wireless printer or you can buy a, a dongle to plug into your printer that makes it wireless. Um, most phones will have, have a way of um, uh, printing, um, but, but the, the, the key is your printer needs to be wireless. Um, you can get, I think I've discussed this before on the programme, you can get something called an OTG adapter um, if your phone is not an Apple phone. Uh, which will convert to your phone. Um, you can actually then plug the wire from the printer into your phone. But I've, having said that, I've never actually used one of those to print, so I'm I'm not 100% sure how well they work. But you can get uh, the OTG adapter, which is not very expensive, that plugs the wire from your printer into your phone. But I would recommend getting a wireless printer. And just finally, because I think this is fascinating, if a little bit not something that would appeal to me, but landscape tellies are apparently coming in and are going to be the next big thing. This is a television designed by Samsung that switches from horizontal uh, landscape to vertical. 
So what it does is it displays content as people are now used to looking at it on a phone. So for me, it would look as though I had not fixed it onto the wall properly, if indeed I did that, and it sort of slipped down. But this is a hundred, uh, what, sorry, 1,250 1, quids worth of technology. It's going on sale in South Korea. Firstly, do you think, John, this is the future of television that we'll be watching these big tellies as people look at their mobile phones? Oh, I don't know, to be honest. I, I hope not, personally. <laughs> I don't, I, but, yeah, it's very expensive, isn't it? I think it's a bit of a gimmick. Um, why would you want your TV to swivel around like that? But I suppose people who are used to watching videos in that way around on their phones might want to do it on the TV as well. I think it's one of these things that's it's a bit of a test uh, out to the market to see if um, people will buy it. I suspect it'll be a long, long time before anything of like this becomes mainstream if it does. Um, but I wouldn't recommend anybody who goes out and spends that amount of money on a TV at this stage. Samsung say uh, you can also set it up to display photographs or a clock face. Richard says, why not just buy a photo frame or indeed a clock if that's what yeah, you want to do? <laughs> indeed, indeed. John Popham, thank you ever so much for joining us. Our technology expert, John Popham, on BBC Radio Leeds this morning. The Professionals on BBC Radio Leeds. Two minutes to 